Welcome to today's edition of CS Computing News, in which we give you a brief but focused look at several of the biggest and most interesting technology-related stories. Our first story is, report indicates slowdown in supercomputer performance growth. Increases in supercomputer performance are noticeably slowing down according to a just-released study. Several researchers at the U.S. Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory and the University of Tennessee released their top 500 list, which ranks supercomputers based on performance, in June and November of each year. The researchers just unveiled their most recent list at the International Supercomputing Conference in Leipzig, Germany. For the third report in a row, China's Tianhe-2 topped the list with a tested performance of 33.86 petaflops. For the second list in a row, the aggregate growth of all ranked systems is at a historical low. According to the official Top 500 report, the drop in the, grow- in the increase of the ranked supercomputer's aggregate performance has been influenced by the fact that the big systems at the top of the list have stayed the same and thus haven't provided any growth. Meanwhile, the overall performance of the machines at the bottom of the list has not increased significantly. This could indicate little current demand for new, very large systems. In fact, the rankings of the top 10 supercomputers changed little since November 2013. This indicates no new high-speed supercomputers have been developed recently. Industry observers say that currently, making supercomputers faster while maintaining efficiency is challenging, so future performance increases depend on advances in efficiency. The U.S. still has more top 500 systems than any other country with 233, down 11.7% from 264 in November 2013. China was number two, and the number of systems it had on the list increased 20% from 63 to 76. Next were Japan, the U.K., France, and Germany. Our next story is, new technology increases wireless bandwidth. One thing that wireless providers never have enough of is spectrum. The demand for wireless services is rising, and the amount of bandwidth necessary to broadcast increasingly popular data-intensive content, such as video, is growing. However, the spectrum required to satisfy these needs is limited. Now, though, researchers with two wireless companies have developed and tested an approach that would let two important wireless technologies share the same frequencies, thereby significantly increasing the capacity and performance of the existing spectrum. The technology that British Telecom, the Vodafone Group, and Chinese telecommunications equipment vendor Huawei Technologies developed would let LTE and GSM technologies operate on the same frequencies. This is important because LTE, short for long-term evolution, is the most widely used fourth-generation mobile data standard, while GSM, the global system for mobile communications, is by far the world's most popular mobile voice standard. Vodafone and Huawei have developed an approach they call GLDSS, which stands for GSM LTE Dynamic Spectrum Sharing. Traditionally, service providers allot each technology its own set of frequencies. GLDSS, on the other hand, 
that's Huawei's single radio controller, give GSM a higher priority when there's heavy voice traffic, ensuring the calls get through. When there's less phone traffic, the controller provides more bandwidth for LTE so that its throughput is higher. The technology would not require any modifications to smartphones or other wireless devices. Vodafone and Huawei say they verified the GLDSS works during tests on Vodafone Spain's commercial network. The companies haven't said when they expect GLDSS will become commercially available. Our final story is virtual reality comes to gaming. Over the years, gaming experienced numerous trends such as online gaming, multiplayer gaming, social networking gaming, and the use of gesture controls. Now it appears that gaming is about to use the technology that developers have long wanted to work with, virtual reality. Two companies, Oculus VR and Sony, are leading the way on this effort, which promises to make gaming much more immersive. And they say their technologies may be available to consumers in the near future. The two companies have been developing prototype virtual reality headsets, they say their researchers have been working to make their virtual reality technology fast, accurate, responsive, and reliable enough to blend in with the gaming experience without causing delays or other problems. They've also faced the challenge of making their headsets small and comfortable enough to make players want to wear them. In its headsets, Oculus VR, which Facebook is in the process of purchasing, is using its Oculus Rift virtual, virtual reality technology which it invented in 2012. Games that have added support for Oculus Rift include Team Fortress, Museum of the Microstar, and Half-Life 2. Sony developed its virtual reality headset, which it introduced this March, as part of its Project Morpheus. Sony's developed a technology to work with its PlayStation gaming system. Both Oculus VR and Sony say they must finish ironing out a few kinks in their systems, such as inaccurate eye tracking and motion blur. And both companies say the key behind their product success will not be the hardware, but instead will be the ability of developers to come up with compelling games to take advantage of virtual reality capabilities. Thank you for listening, and check back for another edition of CS Computing News.